It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We've been spending a lot of time this week, really for the last week and a half, talking about the future, talking about the direction the Magic are going to go. And every time I've kind of said that this season is about figuring that part out. So what long and short-term questions do key Magic players have to answer? Well, that's today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 27, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about long and short-term questions that the Orlando Magic, and specifically several key players for the Orlando Magic, have to answer this season. These are not questions to put doubt on any players. These are not questions to say that I like or dislike players. These are just simply questions that need answering to figure some things out. We're going to dive a little bit into that and kind of set some storylines for the season to follow. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when you upload. We truly appreciate you being Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. So, I always start with so. So, um, this season, I don't want to call it a prove-it season. It's not a do-or-die season. You know, I I don't think we're going to sit here and make sweeping and grand conclusions after this season. Um, This season for the Magic is certainly one that everyone is very, very optimistic about and and, and very, very hopeful is the start of something big. Um, But what we're trying to figure out this year, and again, this goes back in our conversation yesterday about the Damian Lillard stuff and talking about Buddy Heald stuff and Cole Anthony stuff. And every question that we, we ask as we enter the season, it kind of just goes back to one main point. What is this team going to look like when they're competing for a season spot? When they're competing for the playoffs, when they're competing for a championship. What we're trying to spend this season figuring out, what we're trying to get at for this season, is what does a successful 
playoff championship. What does that team look like with Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner? At this point, at this point, we think that Paolo and Franz are the guys we're bringing around. Those are the main pieces of this puzzle. And so everything from here on out is about, okay, how do we maximize those two players? How do we make the most out of those two players? And what we're trying to figure out this year. And, and, and I would argue that, you know, we're going to talk about some players who are very, very good, but we don't know what they look like at a playoff level. We don't know what they look like in a playoff series. And we're going to throw some questions out there. And they're really only questions that we can answer in a playoff series. And they're not even questions that maybe we can answer with finality after a playoff series. The big point that I want to make about this season before we get to this season is, A, we got to see if the manager can go 82 to make the postseason. That's that's thing number one. Like, I don't want to call this season a failure if they don't make the postseason, but we're going to be flying blind and not necessarily have all the information we need to make some very big decisions without getting to the playoffs. It's a big deal the Magic win this year. The Magic do get to the postseason. That is a big deal. You do not know where your team's weaknesses are until you're in a playoff series. The playoffs will reveal every weakness, every flaw in your game, and Paolo needs to experience that so that he understands what he needs to work on and get better at. Franz needs to experience that so he knows what he needs to work on and get better at. You're not seeing that in quick hit one games. In a playoff series, you will see it. We will know, okay, this is where Paolo, this is the level that Paolo's got to get to, but we will know that about everyone on the roster. And that's that's kind of where I'm thinking. Um, you know, I mentioned this before on these pods when we talked about the rookies. One of the tensions of this season is, is, is trying to manage the short-term and the long-term. Trying to manage our short-term interests, develop, you know, trying to win games, trying to make the playoffs, with long-term interests, trying to develop players into put players in positions and situations uh, that will be advantageous for this as they start to climb the ladder and start to compete. So there's three players I want to point out specifically. As players I'm really watching this season, players with both short-term questions for how they impact this year's team, long-term questions about what they add to the team overall. And we're going to start with Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz had this incredible finish this season. Markel Fultz has never been closer to being number one pick Markel Fultz, and not just because he got the haircut, allegedly. Um, we haven't, I haven't seen photos of him, uh, uh, Magic pe- people yet. Um, but he had a career season last year, averaging 14 points per game, 5.7 assists per game, shot 51.4% from the floor overall. Still not a great three-point shooter, but he's willing to take threes. Played in 60 games, only really missed the first 20 because of the the, the, the toe injury. After the All-Star break, he upped his averages to 15.6 points per game, six assists per game, shot 53.3% for floor, 32.4% from the arc. This is a really, really big step. And while the national media spent a lot saying during the draft, during free agency, saying the Magic need to get a point guard, they need to shore up their point guard spot. A lot of Magic fans went around saying, 
You sure about that? Because Marco Fultz was really good. Markel Fultz started to find his bounce again, started to take some pull-up. He started to look more and more like the player he was at Washington. Um, That was a huge step forward for him. And it, it looked like, you know, who knows? And so this year is yes about Markel Fultz trying to tell us, okay, this is who I am. He's had the first fully healthy offseason of his career. Okay, it's the second fully healthy offseason. No, no, it is the first fully healthy offseason. The only other offseason that Markel Fultz entered training camp fully healthy was after the 2020 bubble, which was obviously a shortened offseason. There was COVID restrictions like crazy. We saw how he those first eight games. We are expecting big things from Markel Fultz. And while all of these player rankings and all these position rankings have Fultz in the bottom 10 of starters in the league, and maybe that's fair based on his history. A lot of Magic fans, and I think the Magic themselves, believe Markel Fultz will take a big leap up. Will take a huge step up. I think that's the case. Um, and that's going to be the big question. But the long-term question is the same long question about players on this roster. Can you successfully surround Paolo and Franz if you're not a good shooter? Can you have a starting point guard on a championship team in this league when you're not a great shooter? Look, Rajon Rondo won a championship with the Lakers in 2020. He shot crazy in the bubble that year. But it feels less and less likely that you can survive in the playoffs with guards who can't shoot. We're going to talk about Jalen Suggs at the end of the show here. But this is the critical thing. And, and ultimately, like, this is the big question for a lot of the players on the Magic roster. Orlando has built this really funky, weird team. But we don't know what works and what doesn't when we get to the playoffs. And again, that's why getting to the playoffs is so important. Like, I'm not sitting here asking this question and, and asking the questions I'm asking about these players that they can't do it. I'm asking these questions because I don't know. Can Marco Fultz do it? Absolutely. He is super, super talented. He's starting to come into his own. He's starting to figure things out. If he looks anything remotely like Washington, Marco Fultz. And again, I'm, I don't think for a overall pick Marco Fultz is coming back anymore, but that talent doesn't go away. And, and obviously, Magic fans have seen it that he's there. Like he can, he makes all the crazy passes. He's just this, he plays at this weird rhythm that throws defenses off. He knows, you know, most playing off him, he knows how to suck up that space. That was something that Rayshon Rondo was so good at. But we ultimately know how teams will react to him in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, like, we're not measuring the magic necessarily based off playoff performance yet. But once the Magic do get to the playoffs, that's the measure now. After that first series, after that first series, we see how like Markel performs, and, and Markel's been in the playoffs. The 2020 playoffs was weird for the Magic. Um, um, for several reasons beyond the bubble, it was a weird playoff series with, with the Bucks. Um, we don't know what a playoff Markel Fultz looks like. We don't know how defenses will defend a Marco Fultz and whether 
that makes Palo's job harder, Franz's job harder. And that's the ultimate question. That's the ultimate thing we don't that we have to figure out, that we have to find out. And that's that's what this season. Another player who has a lot of playoff questions is Wendell Carter. We'll talk about him and the long and short-term questions surrounding him coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Jace Medical. Don't be caught unprepared. It's, it's that simple. We are still in the middle of hurricane season where we're past the peak of hurricane season, and luckily we've been spared. But in a moment, in a in a moment's notice, something could form the Gulf, something could form the Atlantic. And while you do get a few days to be to, to, to see the hurricane coming, you got to be ready at any moment until December 1st when hurricane when the Atlantic hurricane season ends to be ready. What happens if you're riding out the storm and you have a moment of pain? Well, solve that pain with Jace Medical. Jace Medical is is one, two, three, and you receive a package to, to deal with infections, to deal with plenty, plenty of things. You need to be prepared now more than ever. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E medical.com. Check it out today. Get $20 off again using promo code locked on at jacemedical.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get, you know, I want to preface what I'm about today's show. Um, I like a lot of the players on the Magic. I think there are a lot of things about this Magic team that works really well. Um, I I do think that a big thing for the Magic, a big reason why they're going to be better, is just simple maturity. This is a young team learning how to win for the first time. They're going to still make some mistakes. You know, as you get older, those mistakes get lesser. And so, you know, the Magic bet on continuity. They bet on their own internal growth because there's a lot of good players on this team. You know, depending on which top 100 list you look at, Magic have three or four guys in the top 100, which is very rare for a team that's got 34 wins. Um, you know, obviously, Paolo, Franz, Wendell Carter, and Marco Fultz. We'll talk about Wendell here in a minute. You know, you could easily see Cole Anthony breaking into that group with a really long year. Jalen Suggs, I think, has top 100 talent. Anthony Black is a really so- could, could be a really solid player too. 
there are really good players. There are good players on this team. Um, and so I, I'm talking about this stuff not to be negative or pessimistic. It's to set the storyline. It's to set the narrative. It's to set the things that I know I'm thinking about and wondering um, and want these players to prove. Uh, again, I, 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 I don't feel like I'm in the conclusion business. I don't like making hard and fast conclusions. I want to ask questions, kind of raise storylines, kind of kind of set the table a little bit, and see how the chips fall. Again, that's, that's kind of what this season is about, is figuring out how those chips fall. Seeing, yes, Marco Fultz take another step up. Seeing a Wendell Carter take another step up. But then seeing how they respond and beginning to think about what this looks like when you get to a playoff situation. Because that's ultimately where we want to go. And like Marco Fultz, I have my questions about Wendell Carter. I have my questions about whether he is the center to make sense of this team. You know, Marco Fultz is the same way. Is Marco Fultz the right guy, the right guard for this team? Do the Magic need a shooter? Well, with Wendell Carter, my question is always, is he the right style of center for this team? Is he the right style of center to win in the playoffs? Look, Wendell Carter is really, really good. Um, he is a really versatile offensive player, able to work the perimeter as well as the interior. Um, he's a great pick and roll partner. I think he settles for threes a little bit too much, but he he kicked them at a decent clip. Um, there's a lot to like about Wendell Carter. There's a lot to, to love about him. But question for him is a question that I had throughout the offseason and the reason why I, I really put a lot of focus on the backup center position. He's never played more than 62 games in any season of his career. Even during the even during the uh uh COVID shortened season in 2021. Wendell Carter would have played only what was equivalent to 62 games. Played 60 games last year. The mag the magic have to the magic him for 35 games. Like he he cannot miss time. And he played last season hurt. He was dealing with a plantar fascia issue that led him to a lot of time early in the season, but in December, they missed him. And he will never admit it. It slowed him down. It affected his shopping. Wendell Carter, when you look at the numbers, not a particularly strong shot blocker. Average less than a block per game. He played 57 games last year. Excuse me. Um, um, he's a de decent shot blocker, but not an above-the-rim player. Uh, to me, that's, that's the inconsistency. According to data for Basketball Index, opponents shot 4.30 percentage points at the rim expected. And Carter's defense saved 0.61 points per 75 possessions. Uh, again, according to Dave from Olympic. So those are both really good marks. You know, take my word. Those are top quarter of the league. But Carter also gave up 64% shooting at the end, according to data from Second Spectrum. Take all that for what you want. But it tells me is that Carter is an excellent positional defender. We know he's one of the best defenders in the league against guys like Joel Embiid and uh and Nikola Jokic, both of those players really struggle against. 
Um, just look at the percentages. Both of those players really struggle against him. But Carter is not a shot-blocking big, a, a big rim-protecting big. And again, maybe last year was the plantar fascia issue. I think he was at 57, 56%, which is decent for a center two years ago. And so you look at the centers around the league. You know, Nikola Jokic is his own deal, but Joel Embiid's a shot blocker. Bam Adebayo is a shot blocker. Um, you know, Robert Williams is a shot blocker. Uh, you know, they, they, the Knicks just added Kristaps, the Celtics added Kristaps Porzingis. The Knicks used M- Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I'm just going through the teams that made the playoffs. Anthony Davis, the Lakers. Jared Vanderbilt for the Lakers. Um, DeAndre Ayton is much more above the rim. I don't think he's as good a defender as Wendell Carter. He's a much more above the rim defender. The Warriors really did well with Kevon Looney last year. Maybe not the true above the rim defender. But those are all guys that play above the rim. Wendell Carter is not that type of athlete. And so, while I think he's really, really effective in the regular season, two things have to be proven this year. One, can he stay healthy and be reliable for an 82-game season? Can the Magic get 70 games out of him? Can the Magic get 72, 75 games out of him? They're going to need it. Um, you know, I, I like Mo Wagner. I like Oka Batadze. Batadze is, is your above-the-rim rim protector. Mo Wagner is the worst rim protector in the league of you know, according to data from Second Spectrum last year. Um, there are ways to defend without being above the rim, but in the playoffs, it sure feels like you need that guy. It sure feels like you need a guy that can go get a block at a big moment. Um, you know, when teams are picking apart your every weakness, positional defense takes you pretty far, but it may not get you the whole way. And again, This is the question. This is the real question the Magic have for the entire season. Who's going to step up in the playoffs? Which of these players is playoff ready? Which of these players is going to be a liability in the postseason that maybe they weren't in the regular season? Which of these players is going to help this team win when it matters most? That's question of the season. That is the question for the entire year. Who's going to help this team win in the playoffs? That's, you know, it's not all that matters yet. This is a question we have to ask. And look, Wendell Carter is an excellent defender. I, I want to reiterate that. He is an excellent defender. He is as much, he is as big a part of the Magic one of the best defenses in the league after December 7th last year. If the Magic do end up with the top 10 defense this year, Wendell Carter is going to be a big part of that. I'm not here to throw doubt on Wendell Carter as a defender. But like everyone else on this roster, he's never been in the playoffs. We don't know how teams will attack him. And we don't know if these seemingly inherent weaknesses are things that will become liabilities in the playoffs. And this is the kind of stuff we have to learn this year. Is what works in the regular season, what do, what what works in the playoffs, and how do we build a playoff team? No player on this Magic team, though, probably has bigger short or long term questions than Jalen Suggs. We'll chat about him and the questions he faces coming up here in just a moment. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jalen Suggs, if you ask, if you ask certain people, um, Jalen Suggs is the future for this team. Um, they're, they're, this kid's still got a lot of talent. There's a reason why his draft as high as he was. There's a reason why Magic fans are so excited for what, what he was. We saw a lot of those reasons play out during the course of his first two years. But injuries have obviously slowed him down. Um, injuries have obviously kept him from being all that he can be and being the player that he can be and, 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 and everything else. But we still see a player who is incredibly disruptive defensively. One of the best perimeter defenders. I don't think in the league quite yet, but certainly one of the best perimeter defenders on this magic team with the potential to be one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. You look at the small samples, it's like 58 minutes, 55 minutes, something like that. Um, about 3.2 minutes per game. When Suggs was with the starting lineup, Defense was incredible. I think it was like a 103 defensive rating. Magic were plus 11 points per 100 possessions when Suggs played with the starting line in an incredibly small sample size. Um, a lot of Magic fans believe Jalen Suggs will take the starting spot by the end of this season. And, and obviously Gary Harris is entering a free agency season. It, it doesn't feel like the Magic will bring him back. I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm a big Gary Harris fan. Um, they need a shooting more than anything. Um, we'll see. But I, 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 I get the feeling that the Magic do want to hand the baton off to Jalen Suggs. And this season does feel a little bit like a prove-it season for him. Prove that he can be healthy. Prove what he is in the NBA because pretty soon the Magic are going to have to pay him. He's got this year, he's got next year, and then it's then it's check time. Then it's time to, to put your money up. And so I think the Magic are trying to figure out what he is still. And so obviously this season is about that. You know, can Jalen Suggs develop a good enough shot to become an option in the starting lineup? Shot 36% after the All-Star break, 36% from three after the All-Star break. There's something there. There, there, there is a there there. Um, but yeah, how much there is there, you know, for, for, for a poor phrasing of that question. Um, that is so much at the heart of the Jalen Suggs question, because we don't know if Jalen Suggs is just really good defender who is a streaky shooter or if he is a potential starting two guard. And while like Wendell Carter and Marco Fultz have to kind of prove themselves on a bigger stage, Jalen Suggs this year has to prove himself on any stage. And look, guy works hard. I'm not here to, again, I'm not here to doubt that he can. I'm here to set the table 
for whether he can or not. And look, I think Marco Fultz can answer these questions. I think Wendell Carter can answer these questions. I absolutely think Jalen Suggs can answer these questions. That Jalen Suggs can prove himself to be starter worthy and starter capable. That he can take these next steps. And that the 36% shooting we saw at the end of the season, while there's you know some number weirdness in there, that can absolutely be consistent. That he can absolutely be a 35, 35, 34, 35% three-pointer. And maybe that's not enough to get defenses to, to, to stop you know ignoring him at the three-point line. It's but it's enough to get some respect. To obviously create some big games. And he's had some big games where he got hot from three. So he is he has shown himself already pretty capable. But the question is, is will Jalen Suggs be a starter? And, and you know, as we get ready for training camp, training camp is a week away, less than a week away now. That is one of the big questions we will be pondering in this month up to the season, in this month lead up to the season. Is Jalen Suggs a starter? Can he be a starter in this league? Can he be a starter for this team? And that's a question we don't know. That's a question like so many other things that has to be proven on the court. At the end of the day, success or failure for the Orlando Magic, short and long-term questions, are all going to come out on that court over the next six months, or next 82 games. We're going to learn so much about this team, what they're capable of, what the potential is, where their holes are, we're going to learn so much. And, and, and all that I ask is that we understand that the young team is going to make some mistakes still. They're not fully full. All that I ask is that you be open to the possibilities. Be open to what's to come. And try not to make too many hard and fast conclusions until we see some things play out. That's be my promise to you. You know, I'm pretty good about not making conclusions. I like asking questions, I like about things. But there are a lot of long and short-term questions and answers to find this year. The short-term questions about okay, what is this team going to need you to actually make the playoffs? And then there's always the long-term questions of okay, what does this team actually do when ready to compete for a championship? And all those questions have to be in the background. We have to be thinking about them because inevitably we have to start making some decisions and answering them. So keep an eye on it all as we get through this season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You will find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in. Himmel, you will play Audible and all the public podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. The latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can check us out there at omagic. That's uh, for my everyday crew, for everyone who's listening every day. Tomorrow, we're finally going to talk about the backup power forward situation. Joe Wingles, Jonathan Isaac, maybe some Chuma Okeke, maybe some Jet Howard, maybe some Caleb Houston. Our big training camp question, or our medium training camp question, is how do the Magic handle all their forwards? We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic, only Locked on Magic, it's been Philip Ross from Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode. I'm locked on
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.